Hey, hey, hey. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Shizzo. I'm Lisa Page, and this is the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast, the very first episode of 2023. Lisa, your goal this year is to produce more than four episodes. So I'm, you know, I'm shooting for the stars over here. I just feel like everything went so fast, right? Wasn't it just four months ago, I was saying on this podcast how every September 1st, whenever it rolls around every single year, I say to myself, and I say it out loud, Lisa, slow down, you know, really, really savor and enjoy and be present in these next four months. It's your favorite, it's your favorite four months of the whole year. Really just take the time, bask in these next four months. And here we are. It is January, what, 11th, 12th? I don't even know what day it is. I'm losing track. You know why? Because my freaking kids have been out of school since December 20th. Nobody can believe that my kids are still not back in school. They don't go back to school until tomorrow. They have been out for three and a half weeks. This is a whole nother topic that just irks me. Uh, Listen, I love having them home. You know, I don't want you to think that, oh, here she goes talking about her kids being home. I love when my kids are home. We do awesome things together. We do fun things together. I love it even more when my husband is home and he started his vacation before they even got out of school. He started like the 17th or 18th. They got out the 20th. And then he went back to work like every other normal person in America on the second or third. I think of the third. I'm just saying, shout out to my school. It's time. These kids are, are, the last two weeks, my kids have been, I mean, yes, they have had play dates and they've all been great because the weather's been beautiful. So we were able to turn the heater on in our pool and they've been enjoying going in and out of the hot tub. Ainsley got a new trampoline and stuff. We've had play dates, but also like they've been on their iPads. I'm not even going to lie about it. They have been on their iPads, playing games, just like all the other kids in their grades because parents had to go back to work last week. So what the hell else are we supposed to do with them? You know what I mean? We're definitely past that stage where I can bring them to like Gymboree and and have them take a class and I'm sitting on the sidelines. You want the kids to have three weeks off? Great. We'll let them out the week of December 15th and then send them back with everybody else. You know, January 2nd, 3rd roll around. It's time. It's time to get back to business. People are getting back to work. My kids have been freaking just playing Roblox. And don't come at me. Believe me, we have every single parental restriction on this dumb game you could imagine. Any single time my kid wants to put some new app on their phone. You don't even know how many passwords Stu and I have to enter to approve it. I mean, we, we've we got their iPads as locked down as possible. They can't even Google. So I don't need any messages. You know how bad Roblox is? Yeah, I'm aware. I've seen this. I've seen all the stories, but that's another podcast for another time. I haven't had any issues with it because my kids are on legit lockdown. They are like only allowed to play with five kids. Okay, so enough of that rant. Um, I did tell you that I was going to do, even though we're what, two weeks into January, I'm going to do a hits and misses of 2022. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest right now. I only have really one miss, one miss, but a ton of hits. So I want to go over them. I kind of categorize them. I actually did some show prep for this podcast, but before we get into my hits, I wanted to update you on this whole Piper situation. My last podcast a couple weeks ago came out and I was telling you all about how she tore her ACL. If you are new to this podcast, if you are new to me, thank you. I don't normally start the episodes off in a big fat rant, but it had to be said. It needed to be said about the vacation. Enough is enough. But if you're new to me, hi, I'm Lisa Page. I have a zoo at my house, currently watching um, a skinny pig for my friend Venus. 
chunky monkey. This skinny pig, ador- she's adorable. But this skinny pig, chunky monkey makes me like break out. I can't even pet this thing without itching, sneezing, getting congested, stuffy, coughing, watery eyes, the whole shebang. So that's been, it's been a hit and a miss. It's been a hit because we love her and she's adorable and her and George have been, you know, hanging out, chilling. But it's been a big fat miss because I I don't know why. It's her. Every time I'm with George, you know, his balls are in my face every night. I No effect. But this, this specific little piggy, mm-mm. So... There's that. I think she's going home tomorrow. But back to Piper. Long story short, she tore ACL. She's been, you know, even not even lately limping a lot. But we brought her to a specialist. Of course, they're like, she needs surgery. It's going to be like five grand. The recovery is going to be awful. I mean, you know when the surgeon's saying straight up, this recovery is not easy. I mean, that's enough to just be like, nah. I had her surgery date scheduled for actually this past week, January 9th, and I canceled it. I'm canceled. I canceled the whole thing. We're not doing it. We are not doing the surgery. I've talked to so many people that have gone through the surgery and they're like, eh, if we could do it over again, we wouldn't even, we wouldn't have had our dog go through all that. Here's the situation. Piper is seven. She's going to be eight in August. To us, Stu and I, we do not see that she is in pain. Now, that is not to say she isn't in any pain, but because I know that dogs, they don't express their pain. But what I do know is that Piper initiates nine out of 10 of of the play times that happen between her and, and Ivy. Most of the playing is teased and taunted by Piper. But until I see like a huge change in personality or her getting snippy, we're not making any moves. We're not doing this dumb surgery. As a matter of fact, it's not, it's honestly not even the surgery I'm worried about. It is the recovery after. And if Piper was an only dog, maybe I would reconsider this, but she's not. And the idea of isolating her from our family and from Ivy and Miles makes me like sick, honestly. I don't, I don't really want to think about it. I cannot. I can't have her separate from the other two dogs one of which loves her big sister and wants to play with her every opportunity. Every single chance Ivy gets, she wants to be with Piper. Okay, and also Miles is 117, so there's no playing between Ivy and Miles, so that's not going to work. But I cannot just have Piper sitting on the other side of the house while we're all in the family room watching TV and, and hanging out. I can't do it. My neighbor across the street has an Australian Shepherd who's small enough to fit in a crate. And also the crate was small enough where they could, I loved this idea actually. When she told me this, I was like, that's brilliant. She got like a, one of those flat, bre- flat bed dollies and they basically like bungee corded her dog's crate onto this like flat bed dolly. So they could wheel their dog, you know, all around the house, whatever room they were in, they just would wheel the dog in. And that way, at least the dog, the dog was contained in the crate, but he was still with his people. I can't do that with Piper. Are you serious? Dude, she doesn't even have a crate anymore. It got flooded out (laughs) in the freeze of 2020, 2021. It's just not an option. And, you know, Stu and I were saying, listen, until we see a change in her personality, until she snaps at Ivy for playing or she legitimately cannot walk on her back left leg at that point we'll think about it 
but I'm not going to do the surgery. I'm just not going to do it because I've heard everything from, yeah, my dog recovered, you know, perfectly in two months or, uh, it's been six months. My dog's still fully not recovered. Or I have, oh, this is a good story. This is a great one. Actually, my dog had the surgery and two months later blew out the other ACL because I thought I felt comfortable enough to let my dog off the leash. That's another thing because in recovery, you can't let them just off leash. You've got to walk them basically outside, go to the bathroom, come right back in, back into the crate, back to isolation, back to hell and let's everybody else move on. No, we're just not going to do the surgery. I talked to my dog, my dog trainer. She said same thing. She goes, she, she's like, I wouldn't even do it to my own dogs. I wouldn't even do it if my dog had this issue when it was young, like two, a puppy wouldn't do it. One of the girls that I uh, work out with at F45 has a five-year-old dog. She's a vet tech. She's a vet tech. She's like, yeah, no, we didn't do it to our dog. We didn't, no. We just, we give her collagen. We give, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Um, fish oil, joint supplements, all stuff that I have been giving to Piper and Miles all along. So that's where we're at. We ain't doing the surgery, girl. It ain't happening. All right, let's get into my many, many hits of 2022 and my one big fat miss. Oh, this was disappointing. Where do I want to begin? I categorized everything. I actually did some show prep for once. Okay, so let's get into the hits of 2022. Obviously, the number one big hit of 2022 is our sweet little Ivy, Ivy girl, a micro golden doodle. We got her last March. She just turned one on December 16th, and she has just brought the best energy into our family. We got her to kind of keep Piper on her feet. I guess we got her and she did her job because, I mean, she has riled Piper up so much, like to the point that Piper tore her ACL <laughs> for probably chasing squirrels with Ivy. Um, yes, so she definitely did what she was supposed to do, but we got her back in, where is she? Hey, Ivy! Hold up, speak of the devil. Excuse me, ma'am, what are you doing? Get in here, Ivy, come. Come on, lay down. No, you stay in here. Stay with me. So we got Ivy back. Uh, hi, sweet girl, you gonna say hi to everybody? Can you say hi? Yes, so sweet girl. Oh, oh, oh. Um, the bell to the collar, the bell on her collar has been the best. The best because now we know where she is in the house. Right, you sweet baby girl? So we got her on March 11th of last year, I think it was. Yes, and she turned one and we just love her to death. She's the sweetest, most adorable, precious dog ever. Uh, she's just done everything we wanted her to do in terms of just, you know, kind of getting Piper a little bit more out of her comfort zone, not so much comfort zone, but, you know, just bringing a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say fun because, you know, Piper does have a fun little life, but I think that having Ivy has been a really good thing for Piper because obviously we can't, Piper and Miles don't play. Miles is 97 years old, so he sleeps all day. So I think Piper really uh, wanted to have a little playmate, and Ivy and her get along great. We haven't had any issues, knock on wood. They've just been just such a, a cute little dynamic duo, and we just love Ivy. I'm just so happy that we got her. She's literally the most uh, dismissive dog you will ever meet, ever. I can't get through one aisle at Lowe's. It takes me 20 minutes because every single person – 
that we approach or is going to pass us, she has to immediately go up to them and roll on her back. And then they pet her. And then, you know me, I'll talk to everybody. So what, what's supposed to be a five-minute trip into Lowe's turns into a 55-minute trip because I'm talking to everybody. And also, Ivy is, you know, very attention-getting, if you will. So she was our biggest hit of 2022. But let's get into the candle situation. So my friend Kate, who I went to high school with, and we reconnected probably five or six years ago, and we've just been in constant contact since. We're always back and forth sharing what we're loving. And uh, both of us have a love for like woodsy, spicy, musky candle smells. And so she turned me on to this apotheke, I think it's called, candle in the scent charcoal. And I ordered my first candle in charcoal, of course, and it's the best smelling candle. I can't even tell you how many orders I have put in through Amazon. I even had a discount code over Christmas. I went to the website and uh, Amber Woods is another amazing one. I have them linked to my like to know it too, if you want to check them out. But these candles are, oh my gosh, just to die for. I'm obsessed, obsessed. So they, that candle specifically, huge hit for 2022. Um, another huge hit, I don't know if you've heard or you've seen, but Lisa Page got extensions and I love them. I love these things. I've said this before. I will give up every other service I have done. I did. I gave up actually dry bar, the Barfly, Barfly membership that I had for five years because my girl left. So what's the point? But I love these extensions. I don't know where they have been my whole life, but I'm so happy that Coach Sarah, shout out to Coach Sarah at F45, rolled into the studio one day back in June with long hair and she gave me Brittany's info. And so I'm just obsessed. I don't even want to know what my hair looks like if I pull these out. I'm just so used to having longer hair now and I I am obsessed. It is definitely by far my most favorite when it comes to self-love or personal care, just confidence, all of it. The extensions are where it's at. And I have the eye tips. They're called eye tips. I've learned so much about extensions over the last six months. Okay. The next thing sort of in the beauty category is the Merit Mascara. This mascara has been a game changer for me. If you've been following for a long time, y'all know that I have gone through all different types of mascara, high end, low end. Uh, you know, it started 15, 20 years ago when I was obsessed with the no smudge Bobby Brown mascara, and then she discontinued it. Or there might be a no smudge, but it's not the formulation that she had back in when I was living in Yardley, Pennsylvania. So that went away. And then I got hooked on Dior's over curl mascara and I still really like it, but I, someone told me about this merit mascara and about three, four months ago, I tried it. And I just love it. It's a great base mascara. Uh, it's a great buildable mascara. It does. It's not a tubing mascara. I hate those, but it doesn't flake off. It doesn't make my eyes itch. It doesn't irritate my eyes. And I just think it's a really good, it's a good mascara. It's very good. Uh, Merit, the only thing I've had from this brand is this mascara. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess you can't say I'm actually super loyal to this Merit brand, but I am loyal to the mascara. Okay. So what else here? All right, let's get into sneakers. A huge, huge hit for 2022 for me is platform sneakers. 
please don't tell me that these are going to go out of style or out of trend because I have so many. I've invested in so many pairs of flat platform sneakers. I just can't even fathom. But as a short girl, I'm five feet, in case you didn't know. I like a good platform, but it's hard to find sneakers that actually look cute that have a thick platform. And I found three specific brands that I love. And whenever I wear these particular sneakers, I get asked where I where did I get them? What's the brand? Blah, blah, blah. These are just so cute. I really have been loving, you know, the rolled jeans with the platform sneaker look. I just have fully embraced this and I love it. But uh, the, the obviously the Converse, the Converse platforms, I have the high tops that I had customized. They're so badass. And then I have the white ones and they are, I think they're called the like something hike, hike platform. They come in black too, but you can go on the Converse website and customize your own. So I have two pair of those. Then I fell in love with the Puma California Wedge sneaker. And that's just a really nice looking all white sneaker, classic, comfortable, stylish, all the things. And um, then we have the Vagabond platform sneaker. I have it in black and I have it in a cream color. I personally like to wear these with leggings or I have a bunch of different types of, in every color, the Brooklyn ankle pant from Athleta. So I like to personally, I like to wear these specific sneakers with leggings. Um, I don't know. They just don't look good. I don't, I don't feel like they look good on me with paired with jeans, but I do love them with leggings. Okay. And let's see how many more. Do, I only have one more, one more. The vintage Havana sneaker, which I originally found uh, on a, a few boutique websites. And they were asking, I don't know how much, but I was going to do, I did a quick Google search and found them on Zappos for a few bucks cheaper. And these have a two inch platform heel, super sporty, more or less of a dupe of a golden goose. Definitely like a golden goose. You know, Steve Madden's doing the same sort of dupey style with his, ooh, that was weird, with his sneakers. So you get the golden goose look, but not at the golden goose price. So check those out. Again, all of this will be listed in my show notes. All right, now let's move right on into the snacks category for 2022. I only have three. And y'all know I like sweets. And I, excuse me, what is your problem? Ah, Ivy. She's barking at my microphone cord. So in the snacking category for 2022, number one is banana chips. I'm not even going to lie. I'm obsessed with these banana chips. Why are you barking? I'm trying to record a podcast right now. What's the problem? What? Good and Gather. That's the brand at Target. Go get yourself a bag or 10. They're so good. I don't know why I love them so much, but I just do. And another huge pro about this particular snack for me is that my family, nobody else likes the chips but me. So everybody leaves my bags alone. You know what I'm saying? My kids aren't like going in for a couple handfuls. They don't like them like I do. So that's great. Moving on to number two. Number two snack. Not This is not a snack. This is a, this is a meal. This is the factor meals that I've been telling you about on Instagram. We've been eating them for probably the last three months. I think I discovered them through my friend Tierney back in September or October. 
So basically you get on Factor, factormeals.com, I think it is, and you choose the type of menu you want. They got keto, they got high protein, they've got low-cal, they have vegetarian, and you can basically choose your meals. And what I love about this is that they're all pre-made. All you're doing is nuking them in the microwave for two and a half minutes. Everything is portioned out. Everything is made for you. It has made eating dinner so much easier for everybody because one, I'm not a huge cook, but two, we're all eating different things. Sue's a vegetarian. My kids, you know, they only like the basics. But having these meals on hand has been so convenient, especially when we're, you know, coming back from activities every night at seven, eight o'clock. Who's got time to cook? Everything else in my life is planned out like to the minute, but not meals, ironically, not one meal. I don't know what I'm eating tomorrow. I'm not one of those people that can plan a week of meals because I might not want pork chops on a Tuesday. I might not want fajitas on a Saturday. I don't know. But what I do know is that these factory meals come in real freaking handy during the weeknights when we're all running in and out and have no time for anything. And my kids like the meals. And so don't fix what's not broke. So I'm not messing this up. These are really good factor meals. If you are lazy, like if you're lazy like me, get a factor meal. If you're just someone that just, you don't want to cook, you don't have the time to cook and you need something fast that's healthy. Again, not sponsored. They are not advertisers on this podcast, but I wish they would be factor meals. Okay, and then thirdly, this is a new find. I mean, this is like a recent within the last two weeks find. And I'm obsessed. And I sure did order another one that I'm picking up tomorrow morning. The toasted almond cake from Whole Foods. Yeah. You know where I found this thing? I discovered this cake two and a half weeks ago when we were going to look at Christmas lights in Highland Village, the ritzy, bougie part of Dallas. And the kids and I were like, we want to just go. We want to look at all the, we want to look at all of the Christmas lights in the car, but we want to be eating desserts. So that's what we did. We all drove to Whole Foods and we all picked out desserts. And my dessert just happened to be this toasted almond cake. I was looking for like the lowest calorie thing they had. And this was the lowest calorie thing they had. It was a slice of toasted almond cake for 380 calories and it just looked amazing. And so I took one bite and realized this is my cake. Like this cake was meant for me. It's like a spongy cake. It's sort of like a angel food consistency, but I'm a sucker for like maraschino cherries and amaretto. And I love all that, like almond extract. I love the taste, the smell, all of it. So that's what this toasted almond cake is. It's just so fantastic. And a lot of Whole Foods do carry it. Just buy the slice. I would never buy the whole cake because that wouldn't be good. I would have absolutely no self-control, but just the slice, it's fine, fine. The toasted almond cake from Whole Foods. Please tell me if you've tried it. I really want to know. If you don't like it, we can't be friends. Okay, are you ready for the one big fat miss of 2022? This is a huge one. It's I can't even believe how wrong this company did me. The number one biggest miss of 2022 for me was the Shark Vertex vacuum. Mm-hmm. This vacuum is a POS. And I can't even believe that I'm sitting here talking smack on the Shark brand. 
But this vacuum was the biggest disappointment ever, 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 ever. I was so excited for this thing because it gets right under your furniture. You know, it's light, it's cordless. It goes from hardwood floor to carpet. It all seemed great the first week or two. And then after that, I have had nothing but problems with this vacuum. As a matter of fact, I have been on the phone with Shark Customer Service three separate times troubleshooting with this stupid vacuum. And I'm just here to tell you, if you have considered the Shark Vertex, let me get the actual full name so you know to stay away. Shark Vertex Pro Cordless is what you do not want. It retails for 449 bucks. This stupid thing isn't worth $49. And I can't believe I'm sitting here talking badly about Shark. I feel like lightning is going to strike on me any moment. But this one honestly was such a disappointment because I have had to call them three separate times to troubleshoot. They have had to put me like on their FaceTime. I've had to show them the problems. They've had to send me parts. It's just such a huge fail in this department. I will always, always, like with that being said, be a, a forever fan of my, you know, generic shark upright canister. Not the lift away, just the canister, the corded one. But I do love the convenience of a cordless vacuum. And I have a couple in my house that I like, but really nothing gets the dirt like a corded canister upright shark. And I will sing its praises all day long because I do think that overall the brand is underrated. I think that for the most part, every experience I've had with a Shark Vacuum has been great. I've had no issues with any other vacuum. And I've got the handheld. I've got that little one that all the influencers are talking about. Picks up your like, crumbs. It's, it's super sleek looking. I think it's 90 bucks on Amazon. I got another cordless one that's sort of more basic. It's like a hundred bucks that I keep in my pantry for just crumbs and stuff. But I was really looking forward to having a go-to um, and a smaller vacuum. It's definitely compact for sure. It folds down. I like that you can actually adjust the uh, the handle and it can get under all of your furniture. That's another huge plus. And I think that's why I'm so disappointed because it's broken down. It stopped working. The suction's awful. One troubleshooting call, they had, I had to call Stu in, man. I had to call him over. And we had to basically take apart the whole bottom of the vacuum where the broom, the little bristle part is, the roll, the brush roll. We had to take all that apart. Like, I'm not spending 450 bucks to sit here and be a freaking vacuum tech. Sorry, but that's a hard pass. Stay away from the Shark Vertex Pro. Huge thumbs down, huge disappointment. I don't want to leave or end this podcast on a negative note, but I'm just being honest. This is not the shark vacuum that I know. Never again, never again. I will list all the stuff I spoke about on this episode in my show notes. Thank you again for returning and listening to this little podcast. On the next episode, I'm going over what my intentions and goals are for 2023. I'm like getting back to that point of like, I want to do this podcast and I'm getting excited for it again. And I did some new stuff in my, in my studio today. You won't even believe what I did today. Today, I'm not even kidding you today. And I, I think I posted this last night on my stories. I got up on my eight foot ladder and I took my Windex like glass, you know, the um, disposable glass wipes 
and went through and basically windexed every landscaping light that I have in my office. I have these like landscaping lights across the ceiling. I love it. They were looking dusty. So I got my ladder. Sue was coming in here before work. He's like, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, honey. Just windexing every light bulb. I have probably have 200 light bulbs going across my, my ceiling here. Just windexing all of them. They were looking dusty. <laughs> this is the life of someone with some major OCD with a side of ADHD. It's all good. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back and listening. I can't even explain to you how much I appreciate your loyalty and your listenership throughout the years. And I just am so grateful that you are still here listening to my dumb podcast. Oh, and if you have maybe five seconds and could leave a quick review, that would be so great and I would really appreciate it. Thank you again for coming back and listening. And let's just all pray that 2023 is only half the shit show 2022 was. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a great weekend. And I will talk to you back here next week on the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast.